Welcome. To the... <laughs> hey. <laughs> we're we're changing formats yeah, into we're ASMR. Hi- we're, we're we're haikuing. <laughs> we're haikuing to it today. I just watched this dumb video and like everybody everybody snap. It's weird. Have you seen what the, is that crap? Have you seen the the uh Democrat Socialists of America meeting a couple years ago and yeah. they got mad because people were clapping and it was like I'm triggered by your clapping. <laughs> Show your hands. <laughs> this is like, Point of privilege, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like how do you people function? I, know. I could not function in this Gosh, environment. Everybody's a brat. <laughs> You're like, yeah, stop. No, hear me out. When I'm doing this and I'm saying that's crap, I'm not saying that like the the poet poets and things. I love uh, Emerson and all that stuff. But this weird crap, like, it's a vibe. Like, okay, we're all way off what we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to Self-Evident Podcast. You got your, got your boy, Mass. You got your boy, Mike. And we're here to attack the beatniks. Yeah, we're here to talk poetry. Lies. We're here to talk about, actually, the beautiful poetry of our founders in the Declaration of Independence. Ooh, Come on. Good Come on. segue. Come on. Oh. You were you were driving down the highway. It's like, is he no. gonna get off at that? No, is no, he no. Gonna, he's nope. on that off ramp. Not only Here did we I go. get on the off ramp, I hit the nos, <laughs> and the supercharger came on. See, that's how it works here. <laughs> you know that meme where the car is like going sideways to get onto the off ramp, and you you have the two signs. That's how I feel right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took it. So guys, it, it, do do the things. Do all of it, the subscribing and the liking and the, do, do and the sharing and the. I I feel insulted that we we have to even say this to you guys. But for all the newbies who have not seen this show before and will like the show, you have an obligation <laughs> to like this and share it now with your friends. Do tell more because. <laughs> we believe in force you feel like this show (laughs) we will accept nothing less from you gosh so because we believe in force in this ministry it's not about liberty it's about how strong am i against you i i do have the razor wire on order from true value true value that's all that's like like saying i got my shirt at kmart the other day (laughs) kids going okay what yeah you remember the five and dime we used to go to (laughs) down at lucy's diner (laughs) well guys this is us cheers so this isn't this isn't uh we're we're doing a liberty series gotta click into gear here okay so (laughs) we we uh, the podcast is unique in the sense that yeah, we hit a bunch of crazy issues and, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll talk about whatever. Great reset, all that bull crap. I like that word, bull, bull crap. crap. And I'm hearing all the Baptists now going, he's cussing. Oh, yeah. He, he's letting out the words. But if you're Baptist and don't believe I'm cussing, then you're the cool Baptist. <laughs> I imagine. I'm kidding. I imagine. I'm kidding. 80-year-old Ethel going, dear sir, you're not as cool as you think. No. Where's the Christian ethic? It's right here. It's right here. Him and I. Him and I conversing back and forth and him saying, stop it. Don't do that. I can hear people switching tracks right now. I know. Another podcast. I know. I know. They're like, yeah, that's yeah, weird. Click. So anyways, guys, we got, we got, a, we got a show. We, we got 
stuff on Liberty. We, we've got a lot. We've got so stuff. The, the last two podcasts we've been talking about Liberty. Now, I'll admit, last podcast, we hit some points, but we didn't really fully hit. We veered off the yeah. reservation, which, which happens. To. It happens from time to time. Forgive me. I am not perfect. This is where you guys say, no, you are perfect. Yes. <laughs> I'm not perfect. I know I'm not, and I know Mikey's not, and I know that we whoa, whoa, whoa. collectively hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, easy, easy. Uh, we collectively don't. Uh, you know, sometimes we don't plan these things; they just happen. But we got to be careful too. Like if you're tuning in to actually listen to Liberty, you were not talking about Liberty. It's kind of a we're not trying to mislead you. It just right. happened that that happened, right? Yeah, so we're here talking about political liberty. Why are we even talking about this? People find this crap boring. It's not. To me, the basis of understanding the exact nature of our government and its documents relates to this one thing, political liberty. What does that, what is it? Where does it come from? Why do we even talk about it? And why is that name being flung around as easy as the word love is? Mm -hmm. Liberty, freedom, liberty, freedom. We're all under freedom. God bless America because of freedom. Y'all, let's get real. Let's get real. I'm just going to throw this at you. Tell me one thing you can do in your life here in America that's that's free. What, what can you do without telling the government? Or the government's not watching you and determining exactly. whether or not you're well, doing that out. correctly. You can't even do a $600 transaction without the government knowing. So what is it that's free about America? What? If you buy something, taxes. Drive down the street, speed limits, cameras, stop signs red lights, everything you do, government's hovering over you, watching you, determining whether or not you can actually do that. That's right. You know, and we, what we're trying to do here is through this series, through this year, we want to shift your mindset about what liberty means to you because we hear the word, like you said, we hear the word all the time, freedom and liberty. We Every country song talking about freedom of America. Got freedom in my pocket. I don't know if they say that. I just that up. <laughs> I, It's probably a number one hit at this point. <laughs> they, the, the American flag, freedom, liberty, God bless the USA, we're not disparaging those ideas. But the problem is you hear it so often, you're, you know, we're free. We're, we're the freest nation in the world. Are we actually, though? And we have to go back to the original founding to figure out, okay, what did they actually mean by liberty and freedom? Because we're so far off that premise right now. Like, not even far off. We're almost at a 180 point. I'd say 160 degrees. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're so far off the needle with liberty. And you're going to find, some of you will find this as, Crap, they're calling for anarchy, and we're not. What we're saying is there's a way to live lib uh, uh, liberated righteously. There is. This, is. this is why liberty could not work. This is why our Constitution could not work the way John Adams said, without a moral and religious people. There's no way it can happen because liberty in the wrong hands now turns into licentiousness or lasciviousness, which means people consume their carnal lusts, right? That's what they do. Liberty is just let me do what I want to do. But notice that principle never applies to the person who's actually moral. If you want me to let you do what you want to do, that's cool, man. Do your thing. All right, I'll accept that. Then let me go be free to preach the gospel. Nope, that's bigotry. You know what I mean? Nope, you're a racist. Right. Nope, you hate people. Nope, you hate my idea. Nope, you hate my lifestyle. Nope, you hate my... It's like, 
No, you actually hate me. No, I think you're a bigot. I think you have a terrible lifestyle. And you know what's crazy is I can go through all the scriptures, right, and show you how you're acting, but your heart is so darkened that you don't even want to hear it. And it doesn't stop me from preaching to you. I love you. And it, because I truly love you, I'm willing to yell at you to say your house is on fire. Get out of the house. I'm willing to physically grab you and pull you out of your own house. I won't physically grab you and share the gospel. But I'm, will, I'm willing to physically do that and offend you in that purpose. Not because for the sake of offense. And a lot of people do preach that way, which I'm, any of you who are atheists, I'm acknowledging that there are people who are willing to preach the gospel to you just to be offensive, just to prove a point, just to say, see, they're persecuting me. Yeah, those are called false, okay? And the Bible actually talks about that. Jesus, Paul talked about that, preaching Christ with contention. We're not doing that. We don't want to offend you, but we found out and figured out finally, right, that the gospel of Christ is offensive to the flesh. It is. It's offensive to my flesh. If I'm here in the spirit of God, it's like, no, I don't want to fast. It offends me. I want to eat seriously, right? No, you're right. You're right. Like the, the gospel is constantly, the, so true. the spirit of God is constantly offending my flesh. Constantly. Hey, wake up early. Hey, pray. No, no, no. I don't want you to do that right now. I want you to pray. It's like, pray, dude. That's boring, right? right. That's what your flesh says. And, you know, go read your Bible. Nope, go help that person. Nope, you see that extra 500 bucks? I want you to give it to so-and-so. You're, you're, the Spirit of God is constantly against your flesh. Mm-hmm. So that's, that your argument of, of being offended, I'm offended all the time. You know, my, my, the difference between you and I is I'm submitted to the Spirit of God. But I'm also submitted to liberty. So let's get into that conversation. Yeah. Liberty is, 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 a, is a unique thing. Liberty, in its truest sense, is freedom without someone else's oppression. Someone else stopping you. That's what liberty truly, truly means. You don't see that in play today. No. But that's where we need to go. It's that individual sovereignty idea. And we'll, we'll define this more clearly in a bit. Oh, I can hear but... the abortionists now. <laughs> My individual sovereignty! Easy, fella! I, I hear Braveheart coming out of the abortion crowd. <laughs> Freedom for me to choose my own surgery! Oh. They can take our lives! But they can't take, take our elective f- surgeries! <laughs> they can't take our child's lives! That's our job! <laughs> Too soon? That was great. Too soon? That was good. Uh, <laughs> they can't take our children! Only we can! <laughs> anyway! Dude, doesn't that sound just corrupt? It is! It's, it's what awful, the, man. That's what it is! It's so awful. And and they will spin and twist and, and turn around anything they can in order to make this possible, right? To get uh-huh. this going that way, right? Uh-huh. But we have to start somewhere else, and I think mm-hmm. it's it's so important for us to start here because we, we it again, we're trying to wake you up to certain things that you have fallen asleep to, and many of us have. Many of us have. Fallen asleep to because we hear them all the time. And we're going to talk about the Declaration of Independence. Everybody goes, just hear me out. Literally, the acronym is DOI. <laughs> D-O-I. D-O-I. We hold these truths to be DOI. But, but hear what I read, and we're going to parse it out in a second. Yeah, you It says, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That, 
to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. I got to say something to this. I never caught this. And I, how long have I been preaching this stuff? 10, right. 12 years? Listen to this. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the right of the people to alter abolish it. We've heard that line, right? Listen to this, though. And institute new government. Next line. I never, ever, ever put this. I don't know why. I, why have I overlooked this? Laying its foundation on such principles. It never said, if you don't like it, just do a whole new government. No. Right. On the principles we've established, on the principles that we're showing you, on the principles of liberty and a creator who gives me rights. That's the principles they're talking about. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, like the new slideshow coming soon. <laughs> Because when you take this and you take these foundations, what you're building off of matters. And what they're saying is, this is above men. What we're saying to you is, God the Creator, yeah. natural law, has given you these rights. No man can take them. No man can trespass against them, right? You, If you've got to build a new government, hey, you don't just come up with it willy-nilly. You go back to the source foundation. And what is that foundation? God gives you rights. What are some of those rights? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You have to understand your liberty is not just granted to you by the government. You're defending your liberty against a government that's trying to encroach upon your liberty that God gave you. That's right. Even what they're saying here is, which uh, then seem uh, most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Their safety under who and their happiness under who? The creator, right? This is what's so crazy about these statements, right? Uh, I heard a, a guy running for, um, I think it was uh, in the in the Constitu no in the Libertarian Party. Austin, it was Austin Peterson. Is that was his name? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Some guy, someone asked him, and I, I love this guy. I think he's amazing. I just thought his answer was wrong, so I'm not trying to call you out, bro. Uh, I don't, I don't do that kind of stuff. I'd rather meet you in person. I, I think you're, you're, you're cool. We just disagree on some things. But they asked him, "Do rights come from God?" His response was, "No, they're self-evident." Read it in the Declaration. Read the Declaration. <laughs> These truths that are self-evident are all men are created equal and all men are created with rights. That created God by created. who? Yes, created by who? Right. Those are big statements being made by the founders. These statements are not just political liberty. They're rebellious. This is a rebellious statement and a thumb to the king. You're not God. He is. Especially because the... So we'll get into John Locke, but John Locke was one of the majors who yeah. tore apart this idea that the king has divine authority through lineage. Yeah. Right? What's scary is that liberty, right, is in, in essence, liberty has always been rebellious, even at the founding of America. How free can we be? So yeah. when someone pushes that boundary of I want to be free and push the limit, right, you get John Adams' Sedition Act. I'm going to speak against government because I don't agree with government. Well, we're going to stop you. Whoa, what are you doing? Liberty, dude, liberty, freedom, they can do that, right? So people have always, liberty is the most, in its truest sense, when you talk about liberty in its truest sense, is offensive. Yeah. It's rebellious. Um, people don't like it. People don't want it. You know why? Because it takes responsibility to, 
have it and use it and encourage it. It takes responsibility. And that's that's all it is. There's risk involved in Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And people hate the idea of risk. And we've talked about this before, that idea of safety versus liberty, because we don't like the idea of risk. The, the number one response immediately, if you say, yep. well, I believe people should have liberty in X, Y, Z. But what if somebody, do you notice the fear and the, the clamoring for safety in that statement? But what if somebody? I think worry. I summon the wise words of a movie. From the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the Avengers, and I summon the wisdom of one Captain Steve Rogers, in which he told Tony Stark, every time we fight a war before it started, innocent people die. Anytime we try to stop a right before it's even delineated, innocent people lose liberty. I concur. I approve this message. Every single time we say, what if? You lose liberty every time. Not some of the time, every time. That's why in America, your place, like you literally walk around with bubble bubble wrap. Because, oh my gosh, something might happen. And we can see this battle on a global level. Um, um, the problem with America is it's not a, a liberty nation anymore. It's just not. It's, it, in its so, essence, in its true state, no. So you can't point to it and say, well, there's there's all this rife crime and, and all of that because it's such a free nation. That's really not true, right? There's, there's a moral issue at play. People will bring up a place in the Middle East like Dubai or Qatar. You know, bring those, up Dubai. There's literally no crime right now. Right, right. Safety. But what about liberty? Right. And I think what scares people about liberty is responsibility. So in other words, when I just said the statement about being in bubble wrap, America says, keep your guns in your pockets. Don't do this. Don't do that. Right. Because don't bring guns into these premises. So they bubble wrap you, not teaching people how to use a gun and defend yourself. The government will take care of it for you. So therefore I don't have to learn those skills and trades anymore. Right. You're taking, but the more we give government, right the less responsibility we have to take. And people love that. Yeah. They're training us to be children, folks. I don't care how you slice it. Oh, that's conspiracy theory. Nope, that is just straight theory. And it works, okay? There's no antithesis to that. The more you give over to a government, the less you become responsible. The less you become responsible, you become a child. The more you become a child, the more dependent you become on a government. And if you slavery. And you can get to that point where suddenly nobody's bucking against the government, right? But it won't last. It, it will collapse in on itself yeah. because you raise petulant children, yeah. you will have petulant children yeah. raising you. just said that to my son yesterday. He's 12 years old, right? I said, hey, can you go get that? I can't remember what it was. Can you go get the vacuum? Because right? I needed to vacuum out the AC lines. Nasty, right? So I had to go vacuum out the AC lines. He goes, come on, Dad. <laughs> right? I was like, you have not figured out the first rule of my house. One, you kid. Two, me, Dad. Mean authority, you go. You know what he did? Dang, you're right. Walks off, gets me the vacuum. He is literally my little man. I got to take care of the kid. Yep. He's, he's not developed. He's not fully developed on how to make his own decisions. He makes some wise decisions. And then he says something stupid like, come on, dude. Like I'm doing, like I'm, I'm literally hanging him by his ankle. Right. Torture. Right. No. Go get the daggum vacuum. I'm doing something over here, you know? So we raise these petulant children in america right yep. where men don't even know how to be men in a lot of cases i'm not saying all i know there's a lot of good men out there as a matter of fact i could shout out some right now there's a church uh carbondale uh church uh, that, that's that's out there pastor i forget his name i just added 
I just pull up your Instagram. I'll, I'll remember it. But like, there's men teaching men how to be men. Right. Right. And our like our men's ministry. Like, we want men to be taught to be John Rios. There are people that they're not they're not being masculine for masculine sake. I know this is a tangent, but I'm going. But masculine men who know their identity, understand liberty, and are worth are are, are trained and 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 honored to defend it and make sure everyone else has it. Yeah, I know you have liberty. I know you could be crazy, but I'm going to defend me and my family. Don't you worry about it. You want to cross these paths, dude? You're done. That's it. Matter of fact, we just did you see the other night, uh, Wednesday night? Were you driving through here? There was cops everywhere. There was cops in the corner by the yeah. gas station. Cops, I mean, they were like blocks up, and then there was like they were huddled around St. Lucie Boulevard and, and Brothers Memorial. They were all right yeah. there. But on every stop down the road, there was another cop. I'm thinking they're chasing someone, right? Right. Someone's they're looking on foot. for somebody. Yeah. I don't care if you like this or not. I had my guns, put them out, you know? Right. And the boys were like, Dad, would you shoot that? You'd dag them right. Right. You died yes, in my you, doorway. Yeah. You're done. My family's my family. Yeah, I'm not. It doesn't even, like, compute with me that, that, that any other option would be an option. Right. You're going to violate my. No. This is my domain. Get out of here. I don't care if. You, I don't, listen. They're going to clip this. And, oh, my gosh, look at it. No, seriously. You enter my domain, and I didn't ask you. And you're going to use force, buddy. It's over. I Sorry. I had the exact same situation happen a while ago. There was a, a shooting that happened just on the street from us. And I was coming home, I don't know, coming from church or something. I see helicopters all over the place. I see cops zooming. It's like, oh, somebody's on the run. Immediately, what did I do? Lock the doors, grab the shotgun out of the closet. By that, he the means safe. Yeah, you know, I mean. <laughs> I'll annoy you out of my house. <laughs> no, but but. It's a tool to defend my family. I was having that conversation with my son just the other day. We were talking about guns, right? And, and I told him, I said, it's a tool. It, I know what it was. He, he bit his toast into the shape of a gun, and I made a joke. I was like, if you're in public school, you get suspended for that. Of course, he heard it. He was like, what is that? I said, well, a gun is a tool, but it's a dangerous tool. It very much is. And I said, a tool to hunt and to defend my family with. I said it's a very dangerous tool, but a very important tool. And defend others, you know? defend my rights, defend my country. And and to get back to this, why we were talking about all that, you're going to get the argument, well, doesn't that person have the liberty and the freedom to come into your house? You shouldn't be angry about that. No, the moment their liberty violates mine, it is no longer liberty. Now they've become an outlaw. Now they've come in and violated my rights, which are protected by the law. Are you hearing me? Hold is it okay if I go transition ahead, just yes, a little bit? <clears throat> hold, yes. hold on to that idea, okay? I really want you guys to hold on to that idea of, well, why can't they just come into your house then if they have liberty? Hold on to that idea. We'll get yeah, Kamala there. Harris. Why couldn't we just dump them on your lawn? <laughs> no, 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 no. See, it's evil when conservatives do it. <laughs> Yeah, Martha's Vineyard. Why can't they just <laughs> come in? We just can't handle this. 50 immigrants, what are we going to do? Church. Right. So how did how did liberty get rolling forward? Why is this even a conversation? Because if you think about it, there are different mindsets that could happen. You've got the communist mindset that says, no, you're a product of the state. The state owns you. You've got the monarch system, which means a, a monarch or a, a ruler basically owns you. You're, you're serving at the pleasure of the king. We have the Constitutional Republic, 
So that means we're built on a set of values and ideas. We're built on foundation. We're built on the Constitution. That's the rules and the frameworks for the government. So how do we get there? In 1215, you had the Magna Carta. Now, what was the Magna Carta? Everybody hears about it. I am going to give you a 30-second history lesson so that then when your friends go, Magna Carta. Okay, here we go. Before the Magna Carta, several kings had attempted charters and agreements with the nobles and the clergy. These coronations and charters were promises made by the kings, get this, of the king's own free will. After feuds and wars with various kings, as well as France, King John needed money and men, but had destroyed his reputation because of his abuse of power. In 1215, they wrote the Magna Carta. This was a charter or legal document agreed to by King John and his barons. His barons went to him and said, you want us to fight wars for you? Guess what? We're going to make you sign this. Okay? Gave limitation on the king's power and provide some rights to the barons. Now, many people will say, yeah, I gave rights to the barons, nobody else. Let's start somewhere. <laughs> Dude, Liberty's uh, experiment has been tried Thank you. and tried and tried and tried and tried and tried for civilizations and centuries since the beginning of time. When God actually gave them over to Liberty, Paul, hope you're listening, Baldy. He says, this is what I want you to do is live under my authority. You be free. Do what you want to do. But I have some rules, right? But for the most part, you're free. Then they say, we want a king like other nations. Right? And then he says to them, cool. I'll give you that. But he's going to take your daughters. He's going to make them bakers. He's going to work them to death. He's going to take your sons. And they're going to be men of war. He's going to take properties and lands and taxation. And the people were like, cool. We want that. that. Yeah. And they did. And you know what we've done? Done the same thing Esau did. We've sold off our rights for a bowl Ooh. of porridge. We, that's what we do. Because the government says, I'll give you a little more. Just give me this. And we keep doing that. And notice this. You who are socialists. Communists, whatever. I hope this is a clip. You are socialist, communist, all this other stuff. You get mad at conservatives and people like us who talk about liberty. What you don't understand is a socialist, a true socialist, a true communist, right? A true crazy person is not going to come to you with crazy ideas and say, this is what I want to present. I want everyone's property, including yours. I want you to be my serf. I'm the king. You're the pauper, right? Serfdom. I'm, no, what they do is they're attacking you. Don't you see that? We've got to rule that. We've got to stop that. They're, they're controlling and manipulating. That's what happens. See, with the gospel, we don't. You're in sin. You need a savior. That is Jesus Christ. There's no, there's no music playing in the background or none of that stuff. Listen, we're all in sin. See the effect of that sin in our country. You need a savior. That's, that's literally the gospel. The socialists and communists and all this other stuff, they won't come to you with ideas that are extreme. They won't be Hitler. And even Hitler, I don't even know if came out right out the gate. Oh, no. With it these was kind of crazy policies. It was I unification. Think. We're going to be strong right, again. Right, right, we'll right. Because really the outside is attacking us. And people hate us. And you know what? We are a nation and we're strong. And so we should be. And then we throw our fists up in the air. And then we put on these black suits and we say, you know what? Black Lives Matter, Antifa, uh, the Occupy Wall Street. Everybody's got to be. And you know what's so crazy? You who are marching in these parades for identity is because you lack it. And they're using you as political pawns. And some have said they've used this word, useful idiots. They will use, and it's not idiot as in I'm demeaning you. That is literally what it's called. Idiot meaning you lack wisdom. They use you as pawns for their game. They don't care about you. They never have these Black Lives Matter folks. Why do you think there's investigations going on? They don't care about you. They're using you. 
and they care about you in the moment, that is called lust, folks. That is the difference between love and lust. Love walks you through it. Lust takes from you. And that's what's been happening. And this is why liberty is so important to talk about. This is why we spend hours and hours. What well, He spends hours and hours and hours. I show up and look pretty. But this is why we literally do spend hours and hours on the road, researching, preaching, because liberty from God causes you to be individually responsible. If this was still in play, we wouldn't have identity politics, politics such as feminism, toxic masculinity, black, white, uh, handicap. You, dude, seriously, the handicap, you know what I believe for you? Healing. You know what I believe for you? Help. That's what the Bible says to do, right? And no, if I go up to you and help you, don't get mad at me for doing that. The Bible literally tells me to be kind to you. And you take it as, why are you doing that? I mean, I've literally heard this. I've seen it happen, actually. Why are you trying to help me? I can do it all myself. It's just wrong what you're doing. I'm just trying to be kind. That's it. I'm not trying to hinder you, right? It's like this whole idea of liberty gets shoved out of the corner because we want to be somehow individually independent, not responsible, independent. And to the communists and socialists, because what they'll say is, well, communism is a goal of utopia, right? The goal of no more governance because we're all just a community. We're a commune. And, exactly. And isn't it funny that you have to give up all of your liberties in order to be able to create liberty? Great point. Isn't it funny that the, the whole communist step system has to go through dictator taking over all of your rights and taking all authority away from you and then telling you what to do in order for you to then somehow shift suddenly and be free? It doesn't work that way. You never get past that because men won't give up that power. So why would you give it to them freely on the promises that they're saying, uh, you know, once, once we get all this solved, then I'll, I'll step down and, you know, We'll be okay. We'll just act as a commune free. It never works, and it never happens. It never has worked. No. And so do not give up your liberty on the promise of something better, which often comes in safety. It often comes in, oh, you can be more free if you just give me your liberty for a little while. Did we not do that with the Patriot Act? Oh, gosh. Did, did they not sell it as you need to be free and safe? So just kidding. Yeah, and it, was, and it was temporary. It was supposed yeah. to be temporary, voted on every... Why does it keep getting Thomas voted Sowell, more? Thomas Sowell has a saying, there's nothing more permanent than a temporary government program. <laughs> it's so, so true. Think about it. What government program that was sold to you is temporary, the government turned around and said, okay, did its job, time to get rid of it. The only time they actually get rid of something, and even then they don't really, is when it's failed so utterly the people have no taste exactly. to keep it going. I think, too, like the people's rights weren't invented in 1215. I think right. the, the biggest misconception for all of us in America is government gives me rights. That is the biggest misconception. That's why these abortion activists, uh, pro-death activists, pro-kill-baby, you know, sorry, I, I, you can't get around it, dude. No. It's, what, it's what this argument is. You want to kill your baby. I'm going to kill the fruit of your sin, honestly. And the minute few who don't, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about those who speak louder than you and are using your cause to destroy you, right? Now, there's redemption for you. There's always redemption. But your rights didn't start in 1215. The rights didn't start in America. Rights didn't start even in English common law. English common law, if you read it, it's crazy. Dude, the Virginia charters are like, to me, the, the, a rock bed of, of, of 
how we need to view man's authority in government, like how this all works, right? Mm-hmm. But it didn't start there. Where did it start? Like, at the beginning? God. Yes! <laughs> it starts at the beginning of time. Right. God says, I've given you dominion. Let's make man in our image. I've given you dominion over all things. Name the bag of menus. I don't care. Right? That's why we can name Fido Fido. Well, you know what just hit me? Is God gave man dominion over the earth. Yeah, dominion, which means you're the king of that domain. Exactly. And he, he didn't tell Adam, you will be, you will have dominion over people. people. He just said, man will have dominion over all the earth. <laughs> be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. So in other words, you don't have dominion over each other. You have dominion over the earth. Work together and have dominion over, over your own domain, your own property. That's who right. you are, right? We're submitted to God. Eve shows up, right? She screws the whole thing up. And then we lose the garden. I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Right. Just wait till our next episode on feminism. <laughs> I'm kidding. Totally playing, guys. I'm totally playing. The, 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 the only time you ever saw a woman eat man out of house and home. <laughs> anyway, so back to the idea of liberty. Started from the beginning. Yeah. Let us make man our image, dominion, all these other things. God gives him complete dominion over what he created. That's liberty. I mean, right. read Genesis 1, 24 through 26. It's literally the, 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 that, that we're supposed to be, be fruitful and multiply, take dominion, uh, all these other things. Like, God gave you complete sovereignty over what he created. Great segue. So he gives you complete sovereignty over everything he created. Guess what? He gave it to you. Oh. It's private property. Oh. And I, I've used this before, but if you want to tell me that private property is not godly, you've got to get around thou shalt not steal. Amen. Good call. How, Good thought. how can you get around thou shalt not steal and say, well, God doesn't give private property. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not. All of these are, are, are do not sin against God or your fellow man. Yeah. And think about what, what is theft. Theft is taking something that somebody else possesses, somebody else owns, that is somebody else's. That's private property. If I own my coffee cup, thou shalt not steal my coffee cup. Yeah. This idea of private property is righteous. And it's very important because back to your, your example of when somebody, well, you know, they have liberty. They can walk through the door. No, they can't. Why? Because my house and my land is my private property. It's my property. Now, we can get into a whole argument of property tax and all that. I agree. Guess what? The government is trying to take your private property from you. I digress. Your house is your property. The, the, the social contract, which we'll get into in a second, is your house is your domain. You have, you have dominion over your house. Other people do not. Right. I cannot just walk into somebody's house because, hey, well, liberty. Because it's their house. It's not mine. That's right. And that concept is what socialists are trying to destroy. You don't have your own property. Right. We want to take it from you. You see how dangerous that is? Now you have no ownership of anything. You are decrying the socialist communistic theory or whatever you're doing. You're literally shooting holes in your own boat. You will have nothing. You will own nothing. And it's for the collective. You know how old that's going to get? That someone can just take your stuff without whim and you'll feel it in your conscience. You feel it now. You know why you're angry and pissed off? Because someone's taking something from you, you feel. They're taking away your rights. They're taking away these. And you're pissed off about it. So you're, then you're saying, fine, 
You're gonna try to take away Rama, take everything you got and give it to the collective. Didn't you just do the same thing you're just pissed off about? See what I'm saying? Circular reasoning. It's demonic. Marx, Marx said communism can be summed up in a single sentence, the abolition of private property. We can't get around that. Like, if, if you want all private property to be abolished because it's communal, it's common good, that means your own apartment, your own house, is therefore communal property, which means anybody can walk in at any time. Right. That, there's something ingrained in us that we have to actually suppress to say, yeah, that's a good idea. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And the idea of sovereignty actually came from the Enlightened Era, the Enlightenment right. area, right? When it was John Locke and all these philosophers, and uh, the, John Locke lived around from 1632 to 1704. Um, and I talk about Locke a lot in my classes, and so do you. I think we bring up Locke, uh, Lockean theory uh, more than anything. To me, who embodied it so well was it Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. I think he embodied the I teachings agree. well. I think he knew, like, dang, there's got to be a balance of, of, of true freedom and liberty, limited, limited government, like extremely limited, right? Man should be free in his own possessions, power. That's what Locke talked about. So uh, the importance of property to Locke was a signal of man's own sovereignty. The idea that man can have his own thing is what makes him sovereign. It's what makes him get up every day to provide for his family. Not give to a government to disperse amongst the people. Let me do that, right? The, the, I have liberty. I have property. I want to freely give it. I don't want to be forced to give it. I want to freely give from my own, from my own you know, People say, well, you know, we, we have a lot of people hurting. Do you realize people, they give 40% right now or more of their taxes to government, right? And yet they give on top of that to their churches, to civic right. groups. So they're not living off of 60% of their wages, right? They're living off less than that because of their giving and their tithing and their, you know, whatever groups they, and their kids going to sports, which elevates their kids. Sovereignty is not a possession in America that we have anymore. You don't own anything anymore. Do you know why? Because I have to register my car with the government. And they give me a license to drive it, which means it's against the law for me to drive it unless I have a license. Right. But it's my car. Right. But you believe that we don't need licenses and training? I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. See the safety argument? Do you see the safety argument? Right away. Fear, anxiety, and worry. Go, yeah, but what will happen? How many accidents are committed by people that know it's wrong to drink and drive? How many have them, a license? Exactly what I was going to say. How many of them have a driver's license? How many, how many accidents do you think are committed by people texting? And they have a license. How many accidents are committed by people just being careless on the road and being idiots? And they have licenses. So does a license matter or the individual's responsibility that matters? That is sovereignty, folks. The, I, the, the argument is we need more laws to restrain men. With all these laws, murders still happen with guns. Accidents still happen by drunk driving. Uh, government is still tyrannical and still still attacking other countries. Where are the rights or where are the laws against government attacking other countries? But they're, they're suppressing you. Don't you get it? The more laws they put on you, the more freedom it is for them. The more they can control you. And yet still with all these laws, people die. People still violate. People still steal, Right? And then San Francisco is fine. If you're going to steal, we're just not going to prosecute you up to a, hundred, uh, to, to a grand. And the businesses are like, what do I want to be here for? Right. It's ridiculous. I, and I think that's one thing where in the Middle East context, so like Dubai or whatever, like theft is punished very severely. You can leave valuables sitting somewhere for hours. Nobody's going to touch it. Why? Because if that person touches it, 
They lose a hand. Mm. And that's that's if it's easy on them, right? So so we believe. <laughs> I believe in the right to have private property. The, the, the justice system is swift and severe. In America, it, it really, the person who the crime is committed against is the one who suffers the most. Right. The criminal doesn't suffer from their actions. They send them into overcrowded jails and all of that. True. They don't get their hands chopped off. <laughs> yeah, I think, <laughs> you know, like, if biblically, and I want you to make your point, but I also want you to make the biblical point of why justice is so important if we're not going to have tons of laws, which don't do anything anyways, right? Well, Ecclesiastes was clear. I think it's 11, uh, chapter 11 or 12, when it says, because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, evil therefore is set in the hearts of men to do it. Plain English. Because we don't punish crime right away, it encourages others to do the same. Back to San Francisco. Right. So all of this supposed liberty we're giving now to people who don't deserve it, which is thieves and all these other things, because we wouldn't internally let them self-govern because that's wrong. If parents teach them the Ten Commandments, I mean, that, that was the Supreme Court decision. We can't let them teach them. Yeah, that's... That'll warp a child's mind. Are you crazy? There's someone bigger than them? They, and they, that's the big, bad, scary. And they should steal? Yeah. What? Can you believe that? They're teaching their kids that there's this big, bad, scary God that's going to punish them in the end. No, because a big, bad, scary government is nothing to be played with. A big, bad, scary government that's going to come in and literally throw you in jail for not paying taxes. But you could rape a girl and get off in three to five of good behavior. And you Wesley Snipes got 10 years right. for not paying taxes. You can walk into a Walgreens now in California and steal $949 worth of stuff. <laughs> now we won't worry about that. Let's go here for a minute because this Friday you want to tune in. It's going to be on feminism. You can get into a marriage and courts can literally destroy you even if you're right. Both guy or girl, mainly men. And I don't care if you like that or not, it's true. Laws favor women, okay? Or this court system. Literally can take away from, if she cheats, if she takes it, she still can take half of his stuff, keep the kid because nobody even decides that, and he has to pay child support and alimony, right? No matter what you do, you're under the subservient government. You tell me government ain't more scary than what I'm telling kids about the Lord? Right. That you have a conscience before God and we're going to stand before him eternally? You're telling me that what I'm teaching is worse than letting a tyrannical dictatorship government do what it's doing? When they could literally come into my property, no questions asked, and take everything? Gibson? Because you didn't pay some taxes. Or, dude, or you could just raid people's places? Come on, man, this happens all the time. See what I'm saying? Like, and, and I'm the one in the wrong. I'm the one. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> you as a preacher just warping children. Oh, because government does everything right. Are you hearing this? Like, I pray, I pray that if you're on the side of the left or whatever, even on the right, spineless, stinking cowards, listen, what you're doing right, conservative Republican, in contemplating and, 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 and going along with this compromise, you're destroying your own future kids' lives. I want you to know that. And take that to the grave. You're destroying your future children's livelihoods. You're destroying your future children's lives in general. You think it's a prince and pauper situation? Your kids will be blamed for something you created. They will look at your kids and say, look at that privilege, and you did it. You did. I pray that serves you well. 
I pray that you would see in your conscience that what you're doing is literally destroying your own future. That is called iniquity, folks. Look it up in the, in, in, in the scriptures. You're literally creating a place for your children to be cursed because you, you, you put the people's money to usury. Read Proverbs. You will want to compromise. So forget the left. We know where they stand. What about you who say you're conservative on, on the right? Yeah, I mean, we got a victim. Listen, this McCarthy guy got elected, right? Oh, my gosh. We get to look at look what he promised. That's popperhood. That's king and popper. Look what he promised. Are you kidding me? And you don't want liberty? Dude, McCarthy should have been booed out of the joint. I don't trust any politician. I like Matt Gates, but I don't trust him. Right. I don't know him. I, I like Jim Jordan, but I don't know him. The problem with liberty right now is because we hate talking about it because it creates responsibility. That is the whole meaning. The whole meaning of, of liberty is responsibility. And people hate responsibility. They don't want it. They don't want consequences. No. I'm not saying all. Let me, let me, let me read. Some do. And I really believe they do. But we still want this government that can, like, take everything. That's wrong. And you know what? When you do take from someone else through the hands of another, you're complicit in their actions. Mm -hmm. And that is dangerous, folks. You think you're playing God and God doesn't exist? Dude, you are literally, he is allowing you to do it because that's what you want. Because he's not a God that makes you robots. He's a God of love. And we fear that. We, we do. We, we fear the oh. idea that we are actually responsible for eternity, right? And we've, we've got to understand responsibility has consequences. And we fear having responsibility at all because we don't want to be the one on the hook for what happens to us. We don't want to ever think, I can't go back because of that one decision. Okay. So just to this point, because I want Mike, Mike to hit this next, what does it all mean point? But the product of labor in his own property, pointing back to the individual sovereignty is an alienable right for men. Uh, John Locke said in two treaties, he said, all mankind being equal and independent, no one ought to harm another in health, life, liberty, or possessions. Notice that no one ought to harm another individual sovereignty where it doesn't infringe on another's rights and property and all that stuff. Right now, the original declaration actually had in their in their writing life, liberty and possessions or property. But the fear of enshrining slavery was was why they removed it and put the pursuit of happiness. Right. And again, happiness from who you got to go back to the source. What were they talking about? Under God, under the creator. That's happiness. If someone's over you, your happiness won't infringe on the rights of another. That's not happiness at that point, folks. That's like literally lust. The, the original definition of, of happiness, what is a eudaimonia, yeah. right? Uh, Blackstone talked about it. Washington talked about it. Like, block. This idea of happiness was not just chase the winds, do whatever you want, pleasure-wise. Happiness, they were talking about deep satisfaction, contentment. You could only get through morality and virtue. That's that self discipline aspect of all of this that moral righteous aspect is if you have a very limited government structure we all our fear goes yeah but that guy could use it wrong self-governance is the the piece that has to get clipped yes. into this yes. in order to protect liberty all of us have to be self-governed how do we self-govern morality and virtue right 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 so that's where so what does this all mean Right, me and Mikey uh, constantly harp on these. We got a little bit of time, a little ten minutes, maybe, maybe, uh, to to talk about this. You are created by God to have liberty and individual sovereignty, 
That means that no other person should have claim or control over your own person as long as it doesn't infringe on the rights of another. I got guns. <gasps> I've got property. <gasps> well, government owns it too. <laughs> Taxes. Right. You're right. right. Uh, I have possessions. I have things, you know, that the ministry owns, that I own, whatever. Uh, I don't even know if the ministry owns anything. I think I own it. I think I own it. I don't, yeah, I don't know how that works. I don't know how it all works either. I don't think it's – no, the ministry doesn't own that. It's beside the point. I've got things, Right. God created me to have the idea to get those things. Therefore, they are my things because I paid for those things. They're my things, not your things. And if you want those things, the Bible's very clear. You know, people think that morality or the Ten Commandments was an outward effect. Don't kill, don't lie, don't steal. Then the last one shows up. Thou shalt not covet. You can't physically covet something. You internally process covetousness. To desire something that is not yours. When you cannot covet, you don't envy. You don't have strife against your neighbor. Uh, he even says, don't, don't covet your neighbor's wife. Yo, that's trippy. Because, like, back in the day, it's like, ooh, look at that. MILFs, what the kids called nowadays. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't even have said that, but it's true, right? We're desiring someone else's wife. And we think the Ten Commandments are out of date. Right. The Old Testament's oh, it's outdated. The Bible, we, it's not made for today. It right. doesn't apply to today. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing new under the sun. Man's hearts are wicked. And then he says, "Don't covet your neighbor's donkeys and their properties and their things." Made so man all that stuff. Don't covet what they have. Be grateful for what you have. Right. And when man can do that, you're truly free and happy. I don't need more than what I got, man. I love little house in the prairie. Right. Little little house. You got the little little barn thing. You know, with yep. the animals. He's got a 60 acres. He's doing his thing. I know. It's a show, right? I get it. But just that nature of this is what God blessed me. Man, I work every day with my hands. Happiness was I get to provide for my family. Watch my daughters and my sons do the same. They're, they're doing everything I'm training them to do, and they're doing it well. And my kids are a little messed up, but that's okay. You know, that they're kids, right? We're teaching them, training them. Happiness. You've been given your own property. My kids are my kids, not the state's. See how far this property thing's become? Now it's no longer your property, so we'll tax the crap out of it. They're not your kids anymore. They belong to the state. We raise your kids. So no longer now your kids are your own property. I was just reading an article in Michigan. There was a class of, like, introduction to gender studies or something. A parent, and this was, like, elementary school, something like that. Parent petitions the school to say, I want to know what's in this class. School says, know your business. So she sues for a, a Freedom of Information Act. The judge rules that because the teachers' union is not technically a public organization, they are not required to submit to the Freedom of Information Act. Do you realize what that just told you? You have no business knowing what your kids are being you gotta taught. You've got to do a little video on that yeah. case to, to expose it. But do you hear that? Do you hear that? If you don't protect what you own... If you don't protect your private property, your individual sovereignty, they will come and tell you you have no right to that. Pull your kids from public schools, yo. That's all I got to say. You don't own them crazy. in their eyes. No, and they don't own you. And that's what you have to understand. You must be vaccinated or else. <laughs> My gosh, what have we done with liberty? Our founders are literally saying to us now, you just destroyed everything we fought for. The blood of those who fought, bled, and died is crying out to us right now. Saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? This isn't what we fought for. This wasn't liberty. This wasn't the idea. We fought off a tyrannical king who wanted to control everything we were doing and what we could send 
and the stamps we use and the tea we purchase. They were controlling everything when they had uh, soldiers come into your homes unasked. That's why we have a Fifth Amendment and Fourth Amendment, mm -hmm. right? The, the, they would come into your property, just take what they wanted at whim because they could, because they were the authority and the, government, the governors at the time dictated that. You didn't own the forest. You didn't own the deer in the forest. All of all of it was the king's pleasure. Yeah. So you 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 didn't own anything under the king. So ask yourself, even when you hunt, you have to tag it. You have to go register it, right? You need you a license. You need a license, right? Everything you do requires government permission. Everything. Everything. I need government's permission to pull my kids from public school and homeschool them myself. And then I have to report to them what my kids are learning because then it's truancy if I don't teach them. You see this? Mm -hmm. This is how far it's become. I want you to think about this. This is how far it's come. Where those we put in, in, a, in a place of authority, which is not an authority over us, it's an authority over the law, now think they can rule over you and make the best decisions for you. That is crap. Your safety is your responsibility, not the government's. It's not. Essentially, it's not. Government can't protect everybody. 330 million people. So what do we do? We got states. Let's protect ourselves. Not being selfish. If we're good, we can go help and protect other states. If Florida's not good, what, what good are we to someone else? Right. That's why it's so stupid and hypocritical to give money to Ukraine when America's dying. We're literally bleeding. We're, we're, we, we have like six pints of blood left in our body, and we're giving more blood to someone else when we're dying right now. That's exactly what America is. America's bleeding from the side, and then we're taking more blood from us and giving it to other nations for them to what? And it's the vampires at the top that are siphoning off blood as they're giving it to Ukraine. Think about it. We, we, the, the revolving door between the military-industrial complex and the halls of Congress is a gross incestuous relationship. Right. So, of course, what happens? Big contracts get made. Mm -hmm. Millions of dollars get passed around. Benefits get given. Backroom deals get given, right? So, as they shovel... Tens of billions, hundreds of billions of dollars over to Ukraine. You're telling me that those in power are not siphoning off what they can while they give your hard-earned dollars over to a country halfway across the world that's right. fighting their own war? Are you actually free? That's exactly it. So then we have this thing called, real fast, the social contract theory, which has been used to upend liberty in its own sense. In other words... Even using it to say the Constitution is living and breathing, it's its, its own thing. Can you explain some of that stuff? So social contract theory, this the person will say, okay, you all have individual sovereignty. What happens if you get raided by a, a group of bandits? Social contract theory is that idea that people come together and say, look, we'll form a community. We'll protect each other. We'll work together and cooperate. That's, that's the real idea of the commune, right, is we'll work together and we'll – We'll survive and we'll, we'll live in abundance. And if there's an outside threat, we'll fight against it. The ideal of the Constitution, the, the righteous ideal of the Constitution, would be a social contract that protects the states as they unite together from exterior threats and provides them a system that they can cooperate with each other and all live abundantly. Right. Now, immediately, people will point the fingers at, well, the Constitution was flawed. Yes, everything's flawed. Yeah. <laughs> weaknesses. Yes. There's always weaknesses. And they right? even said, it, to improve it, pass amendments. Right. To make sure, if we missed anything, pass an amendment. 
to ensure the rights of, the, of another. Social contract theory, which that's how America really was at its beginning, right at its yeah. core, because the federal government established its boundaries and parameters. Then we had states. Well, what do you do with that? Well, the states can't make every law about everything, so the communities had to get together and do this, like you said. Exactly. But when now the state government swallows up that compact, that's where you get into problems. Yes. Then the federal government comes in and swallows that compact from the state. There's no more interposition. So we're saying, say, stop, stop, stop. The cities can do it themselves. We're good. Okay? Right. We'll pay our own people, our own fire departments, our own police departments, right? And when government starts to get in, we'll pay their pensions and all these other things. That's why communities get all screwed up. That's why, you know, like if you look at small communities like Sleepy Eye, Minnesota, right, where I grew up, great little community. It was really, really awesome. It, it wasn't really about the Joneses there. Even the lake houses were really nice, but it was like not something everyone desired. We just wanted a small community, mm -hmm. right? And some had money, some didn't. Like we were broke, but it wasn't like it wasn't a thing, I don't think, at the time. Nobody ever uh, – I wasn't made fun of because I was broke, you know. Right. But that little town could pay its – fire departments and all that stuff out of its own coffers because the cost of living there wasn't high at all. Right. So, you know, you weren't looking for a $70,000 wage. You could get by on 30 grand, 20 grand, whatever it was, cops included, right? Because that little community was its community and the cost of living wasn't high. And so, but we do this where government comes in and says, we'll pay the 50, 60, right? And that drives everything up, taxation, all this other. And it's crazy because now we lose our sovereignty. Social contract theory uh, in its inception is good. But then it gets swallowed up by bigger compacts. That's a really good point. And, and Paul will point out, you've got to have, and, and I'm talking about Paul, our, our researcher, he'll point out, you've got to have an out clause in each social contract. And that's, that's his argument with the Constitution is there's no out clause. I mean, look at the Civil War. That's what the Declaration was for. Right. And the Declaration is really the out clause of the whole, if, if we're going to look at the philosophy of the American social contract, the Declaration really put down the foundations of it. Yeah. And that first paragraph is your out clause. The problem is we've, we've allowed control back to the federal government of, no, you have to respect that out clause, yeah. right? And, and to me, it's like, let's build an amendment. Let's get an amendment through that gives you an out clause that if you're a state and you as a, a supermajority state or, or supermajority within your state says, we're done with all of this. Right, right, right. Goodbye. Right. I think, too, we come to this point of what do we do? And I think that's where everybody, when they listen, they're like, what do I do about this? You know, and it's like the obvious answers are obvious. The, the, sorry, I said that wrong. The obvious answers are there about getting involved and making sure you're part of a group. But listen, you can get a part of any tea party or anything like that or any uh, major political group or whatever. Just make sure when you're a part of these groups, you're not just there to gripe. Yes. They're actually getting involved like the True Texas Project. Yes. I like that group. Uh, there's a lot of groups right now forming near Miami here that are actually active. That's how the whole school board and everything flipped because it was like these people are active. They're out there engaging. But the second thing is if you feel a call to action, some of you may be the ones to have to run for these positions and stand in opposition. Like those 20 that stood against McCarthy, some of them eventually folded, right? But it's like those 20 that originally stood, it was like they were blackballed. They were, they were, oh, I yeah. mean, Fox was coming against them. Yeah. Uh, who was it? Uh, uh, you know, anyways, I, there's so many that I could list right now that it's like you, I told, I knew it, right. cowards. But it's like, then we have an obligation to do this. Third, the action is what does the Bible say? If you're truly, I've never, okay, my, my I'm just called to pray. 
The disciples were also called to pray. That's not a gift. But they were also called to act. Their prayers were before their actions. Mm-hmm. So when they were taught how to pray, all these other things, you know what then the Lord told them? Go. Go. With my power and go do what I've taught you to do. And teach other nations to do the same. Discipling them. In the name of the Father, Son, baptizing them, right? It's never in Scripture where you just called to pray. Yeah. So there's more than that. There's action items. There's there's all these things about calling representatives, making your voice heard. Listen, dude, I'm telling you, uh, we're, we're going tonight to the, um, uh, are you coming to the Stuart thing for the prayer? Oh, I didn't even think about it. So, I should be able to go. So, so tonight there's this thing going on where they, they're trying to, they, they remove prayer from the city council, which school board meetings do it. <laughs> County commissioners do it. Uh, uh, our own state governments do it. Federal government does it. State, and the city's like, nah, we don't do it because it's against the separation of church and state. They have no idea. They actually ruled to not do it because of three emails. We're not going to allow that to happen tonight. So we're going to go over there. We're going to speak. I'm going to speak. You should speak. Uh, and, and we're just going to say from our own hearts, you are literally violating the rights of others. We acknowledge a sovereign. Our own state constitution acknowledges a sovereign who's almighty God. So what they're doing is wrong. And you don't have to participate if you don't want to. And because we do it doesn't mean you're less than. It's when we don't. That means all of us are less than. Right. That's dangerous. Anyways, that's why we're doing it. So you got to get involved too. Like, I don't like going up and speaking and making people, pissing people off. I hate that. But you know what? I do it. Why? Because my future is at stake. My children. Right. That's why we get involved. That's why we go out and preach. That's why we go out and do these things. Because my kids are at stake. I don't care about me. I've lived my life. I've done a lot. I've done some fun things. But I want them to do more than me. I want them to have a nation. I want them to have a free state. I want them to be in a place they're going to love and a, and a house they're going to have and uh, kids they're going to enjoy and a wife they're going to adore because I have boys. And so that, that is the action item is, Lord, what do you want me to do? And I'm going to go do it. I can't always tell you what to do. If I do that, someone can talk you out of it. You need to go to the Lord and say, Lord, what in this process do I have to do? Study first because I, I can promise you these notes and stuff, most people don't even know. Actually, most politicians have never read the Constitution. Declaration of Independence. They've never read the Second Treaties on Government. They've never even read uh, John Adams' uh, 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 Defense of the U.S. Constitution. They've read none of that stuff. They don't know. But doggone it, like a lady told me on YouTube, you don't even have a law degree, do you? That's what you need to understand, the Constitution. When actually the Constitution was written for the average farmer at the time. You know what I mean? You need, this, these are action items. Pray. Romans 13 is clear. What is the authority in government? The Constitution, in our Constitution. We were at a tea party, me and Todd, the other night. Guys said, well, we've got to render to Caesar with Caesar's. He, wasn't, he was saying it in the reference of, well, if that's what they want to do, then give it to him. We need to do this. That scripture can't apply in America because we don't have a Caesar. We don't have a king. See what I'm saying? If we don't understand where the basis of scripture applies to America, then we'll never, we'll never be free. Right. Because we still think the government's a Caesar. It's not. It never was intended to be. We are. And that's our job is to help shift your perspective, your understanding, your mindset, so that you can go out properly and you can make these actions, right? You can do these things. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate it so much. We cannot wait to see you on Friday. We love you all. Have a great day. Love you guys.